Hello, story lovers. This is Laurel McCarg, and you're listening to Alligator Preserves. I wonder how your energy level is today. Well, in this episode, you're going to listen to two practitioners of Reiki. Are you feeling skeptical about this? Have you heard about this Japanese practice? Well, stay tuned and see how you feel by the end of the episode. Welcome to Alligator Preserves, a weekly podcast about revealing yourself through storytelling, story reading, and story writing, but probably not story arithmetic because that's not a thing. You just might surprise yourself with the secrets you'll uncover. I'm here today with Marjorie Kiss, who just went through Reiki training. Correct. And I went on Google and looked up Reiki and tried to find out some information about it. And uh, I found out that it's a Japanese practice and Rei means God or a higher spirit. Correct. And Ki is a life force. Yes, your your energy, your, your own life force. So Reiki is uh, energy from a higher source correct correct connecting to that energy and then connecting yourself to that energy and reiki is specifically allowing um, the energy to flow through your hands to others for soul healing mind healing physical body healing okay and this was your first experience with going through reiki training uh correct this is i've i've done several reiki sessions i've done long distance healing but i've it's resonated in me such and done me such well-being and peace of heart and goodness of mind and body um, that I was interested in helping others. And I had the opportunity to come up to Colorado from Oregon and partake in a weekend-long certification, a seminar for certification. That's wonderful. And my understanding is that you came to visit your sister. I did. Diane Smith. And the two of you did this training together. We did. Buena Vista. Okay. We did. And so why you and why now? Why me and why now? I've always had um, a heart for Christ, a heart for God. Um, I've always always strongly believed in Mother Nature, too. I've always had that pull with crystals. I've always had that that, uh, deep draw to mountains and running water. I grew up in Alaska, and then we moved to the Northwest. I'm, I'm very acclimated to that. I feel very good there. It makes me... It raises my vibration. It raises my spirit. Um, I've, I'm 46 now. Uh, I had kind of a really hard life growing up. Um, alcoholic parents. Then that went on through. It's so uh, addiction processes for me, and then you know some time in prison. So I had a lot of healing. I have you had a, time in prison. Yes, I did. Ooh. Yes. So uh, given it was quite a while ago now, over 20 years, but. That stuff stays with you and it stays with you a long time. And there's a lot of loss there, a lot of regret and a lot of shame. Reiki is the only thing that I've found. And as I said, I have a connection to Jesus Christ. I, I choose that as God is my higher spirit, uh, my higher power. I, I still just couldn't get through all of that. I could feel it in me. And I definitely felt that it was making my body sick. I'm only 46 and I've had uh, one, two, three, three and a half. Uh, you could call it that surgeries in the last three years. Mm. So I know a lot of that bad energy was just sitting in my body and I wanted it out. I want to be healthy. I want to be strong and I want to be vibrant. 
And so you learned about Reiki from your sister? From my sister initially, correct. And were you skeptical? I was. Um, I was skeptical because especially when you bring in the, the shaman aspect of it, I had maybe a pre-narrative in my head of that maybe is kind of voodooish, black magic, mm-hmm. Indian magic, because I very much connected with Jesus Christ. But I have learned it is all, it truly is all one and the same. And it is just connecting to that clean God light, that higher light, and letting it flow through you and then giving it to another. And in the practice this weekend, it was amazing the ability that you could just lay your hands on somebody, be a conduit, and you could really, I, I really changed some things for, for maybe two people this weekend, like healed. Including yourself. Including myself, very much so. Stuff I didn't even know I had. So the process, this is your first time going through the training. There's a shaman who's the teacher. Correct. I read something about student teacher attunement. Yes. How does that work? So in our group, so we had a shaman who had trained in Peru. He's been a shaman for about 10 years, I believe. And he trained with a master uh, and a, a master in Peru who never even spoke English. So you have to imagine his training was all done kind of spiritually or with a conscious thought and just that type of training because there was no translation there. It's just amazing. And then we had about probably 13 part, part, you know, participants in the group. Some were repeats, some were um, more than half were newbies like me. And you have to, Reiki is very much about an alignment within yourself, within who's training you, within your higher power. And so once you've bonded with, once you've been in a group with these people, they are definitely connected to you and your teacher is definitely connected to you. And did did all these participants have different ideas of what their higher power was? Absolutely. That was the fascinating part. Many people resonated with the Buddha. Some people uh, resonated with Afra, which is the original black ascended master in Africa years ago before Jesus Christ. I believe, if I can remember correctly, it goes Afra, the Buddha, Jesus Christ, Hare Krishna, just to show that the spirit just goes down through the generations in a different form and mm-hmm. people that resonates differently. A lot of people were just, it's it's Mother Earth, Mother Nature, the stones, the crystals, using the grid of uh, the meridians that we have in our in our world, on our planet, and using that system for tapping into that and using that for energy. So every belief system was different, but it all came together. It was just empowering, just incredible. Tell me about crystals. I think I think you might have worked with crystals during the training. So this was interesting, very interesting. Um, of course, we work with crystals in the training. They hold a frequency of their own. Um, I believe the Earth's frequency is 5.76 megahertz. I might be wrong, but it's right around there. <laughs> So and you. and then your body runs on its own frequency, and as do rocks run seven and under, which you know crystals different rocks. So we had an exercise where the shaman, everyone was in the circle, and he put the crystal in each person's hand, and he asked it to wake up, and he asked it to activate and get stronger. And then as it went around the room, you know, you could literally see the crystal once he said activate, you know, awaken and you know accelerate. The crystal would jump in their hand like a Mexican jumping bean. It oh, was my goodness. an incredible thing. I've just never seen that. Incredible. Just from energy being shot to it. It's That's it, its own vibration being touched. And they passed it around the circle. Well, I'm midway in that group. It gets to me and I'm just flat nothing. So we try it several times, just flat, nothing. And then we just leave it be and we go on. No reaction in your No hand. reaction. And, for, and it worked for everybody in the How group. How were you feeling? I felt was... very like I was doing something wrong. <sighs> I didn't know what I was doing. I had a block. Um, what's wrong with me? You know, am I overthinking this? You know, am I doing this? Well, 
it came to pass through the group the next day that I, I run, my body runs on a frequency of a 10. So anything that is made of this or that is elemental, a crystal, wood, stone, I pull the energy out of it into me. Other people can pull the energy from the stone into them. So for me, it's a little opposite. So the only stones that I can, I can use crystals to work on others and amplify their frequency, but for myself, it won't work. I have to have meteorite type stones, something very special and very expensive and hard to get (laughs) to be able to radiate on my, so that was very interesting because everybody else was very elemental and I was very, so yours is more celestial, uh, celestial. I was the, the one I hate that term, the, well, not hate. It's a beautiful term. Yeah. Um, well, star child, I was that the galactic one in the group that connected with the stars. The galactic one. Which I had no idea. I thought I was the opposite. I very much thought I was a elemental and girl. Earth girl. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I think it's fascinating. It was fascinating. I think I would have felt pretty special. I didn't feel special. I felt so happy to finally, because it made a lot of sense to me why a lot of the crystal stuff I do at home just wasn't working. And, I, and it just clicked with a lot of the vibrations that I feel. And once I, did, I went home that night, did some reading on what a celestial means, I had no idea. And I looked back over just things in my life, and it absolutely fit. So kind of felt like so coming you, home, you finally. Learned, yeah. There's a word for it. So you learned something really special about yourself. I did, yes. How does it feel to receive Reiki? I'm, assu- I'm assuming that you received I did. it during we, the training. Several times. We were on the each, – each exercise was giving and receiving. Then you sit in a group and talk about it. Okay. Receiving is empowering. And as you work with different people in the group, all you do, when you receive, all you are to do is sit in a chair and breathe. Literally, try and clear your mind. If you don't, that's okay. Just breathe. You literally have to do nothing and you will be ascended. You can feel the heat when the angels come in. The particular certification we took was was in angelic Reiki. So we would call those angels in. And when they call, when you're receiving someone else's you know, bringing their angel in. And when you're giving, you're bringing your angel in. It is such an empowering, very hot experience. And everyone is different. Everyone, it's different for them. So tell me the most powerful experience you experienced receiving while you were during the training. Wow. The most powerful experience, this is going to just sound crazy, you guys, but I was, uh, it was when I was meeting my galactic healer, you have an angel healer, you have an ascended master, which is when you relate with the Buddha, Hare Krishna, Jesus Christ. And then you have a star healer, very new to me. Now, how do you, how do you get these? Uh, you call them in. You you get in a safe place and you ask for protection of Mark, Archangel Michael and that only 100% white light so you know that nothing dark could come into your bubble. And specifically, you named a specific Archangel. No, you don't name no. anything. You They choose. They choose you and, and they come to you. And a lot of times you may not know who they are, but the person that is helping or working with you, they get a vision. They get a they're talked to in their ear. They can feel the light and they can name who your spirit guides are. It's Whoa. incredible. So for mine, I had a whole council show up and they gave me a box and a little tiny silver box. That could be the earrings. If you were going to give someone earrings for Christmas. Now this is a vision. Of- this was a vision okay. that I received and they told me not to open it, that it was a uh, something like us. They told me it was a star inside or something to be able to connect to the stars when I was finally ready to do it. And when I was finally in that perfect moment, be able to do it, that was going to help me connect. And that's what's going to help me be a master Reiki teacher at some point, I hope. 
for everyone else, you know, it's just so different. I know when I was giving, that's the most powerful for me. That's where I found my power spot. I'm a giver. That's when my energy really flows. I almost, I even made myself fit sick. It was flowing so strong, very nauseous and have to work through it. That's my energy spot. I'm, I, I'm good at giving and I really like it. I really love it. That's, that's a gift. Thank but back you. to your gift that you were given, that box with something in it. Mm-hmm. This is something now that you can manifest? Correct. Okay. Correct. Um, this is something I can now manifest and I can ask my, my divine self, my, you know, my divine self, my heart, my inner child, however anybody, your inner conscience, your, you know, your soul self, if it's time for that and just yes or no. And then when it is, I can't wait to open it. I can't even tell you. I can't even imagine what it's going to bring for me and for others. So you haven't used it yet? No, no, I'm not. I can tell it's just not even time to touch it. I'm just supposed to let it be. So that'll be really interesting. Yeah. Wow. That mm-hmm. is, this is, this is fascinating. <laughs> well, thank you. Is there discussion or talking that goes on while you're giving Reiki or receiving Reiki? No, which is very interesting. Um, of course there was through us through the training because the shaman and his apprentice had to help, you know, talk us through everything and train us through everything. And, and he talked us through everything. He was a mat. He was, they're an incredible soul team. I, it's astounding to be in a room with them. And it was really funny. Like they would be, they have to prepare days before we get there. They've never met most of us. Mm But we'd walk in the room. They're like, oh, I've been dealing with you for days. Your people have been coming to me. I've been trying to clear them out. And you're just like, what are you talking about? You know, and these people have the ability to really hold a room, all that energy, 12 different energy, and then all the angels that come in and the galactic healers. And and it blows me away that they have the ability and the training to do that. These people were just incredible. And if one of us would come up with an issue in group, these were the people that are about healing and making that connection. They would close down their group and say, okay, that's it enough. You get over here. We're dealing with this right now. So you talked about being blown away. I understand yes. that breath, actual breath is used. Well, I'm going to tell you my personal experience because I happen okay. to be one of those people, on, for lack of a better word, that got put in the hot seat on okay. the second day we were there on the Saturday. Uh, so we walked in and I could feel it. I knew something was coming. I didn't know what, but I, could, I, I told my sister the day before something was coming. Man, and it's, they're going to do it in front of class tomorrow. They're going to take me in there. She's like, oh, it's good for you. And I'm like, of course. But it did. So we're in class and we're working. And the shaman stopped the group. He said, that's it. That's enough. I can't do this anymore. We're going to deal with this right now. And he just looks and says, you get, get over here. Stand up. How did you feel? I felt embarrassed. I felt scared. I didn't know what was coming, but I was also excited. Okay. So I immediately just called in my protection. I knew I was tapped in. I was tapped into everyone in that group because we immediately, we closed the room doors. Our energy is sealed where, you know, it's a very unbelievable safe place. Mm-hmm. It's very intimate, if that could be a word, you yes. know, very intimately yeah. connected to these people. So I particular with over kind of the things I've dealt with in my past, carried a lot of shame. I thought I'd work through that. I really did. I thought I've let that go over the years of practicing and trying to do clearly not so um, the shaman never spoke a word to me. We're standing in a group, the circles around us, his apprentice is behind me. And he just says, I want you to stand here and look at me in the eye. Don't speak. Look at me in the eye. And it was maybe about three minutes, but do you know how hard it is to hold someone's gaze that long and not speak? It is That's a long time. unbelievably intimate. And then all he did, and I was standing, he took two steps back and he blew on me and he 
Bree shook his hands from up to down with the blow. And it knocked me over as if I'd been hit by a hockey player coming at me full force from the end of the court. I dropped. And of course, I have a mechanical knee. And so I dropped kind of funny and super hard. And I immediately felt a rush. He says, and then he says, what? And he, I mean, he did, there wasn't much talking. And I just said, oh my God, shame. So much shame. I'm, if I cry, forgive oh my me. Gosh. It was ripping out of my soul. And then I felt, I said, how are you feeling? He said, I'm scared. And I said, something's caught right here. I can't speak. It's stopping me. I was stopped from speaking. So then he just kind of did the, a breath up my throat. And, and action as if he was pulling energy from it and then he cut it. And then I immediately released a scream, just this innate scream of pain. Oh my gosh. And I felt Jesus right here. And I and I just, I barely, I kind of don't remember some things, but I called out, Oh Jesus, forgive me. I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I didn't know this, but the whole group was, having their own experience because they were tied in with me. And and then I just released and he kept blowing on me and kind of shaking his hands down, removing some of that energy and just breathing. He never wasn't speaking to me though. This was all done manifesting just, quietly. Yeah. It was just manifest of energy and unsaid words. He was doing the, the Reiki power symbols and it's all done with hands and symbols. And when I was done, you know, I got up and he goes, how do you feel? And I just didn't have words for it, but I was, I mean, I am, free of that. I can't even explain this to you. This only happened several days ago. Two days ago, Saturday. So today's Tuesday. Ago. Yeah, three days ago then. Yeah. And so, you're probably still processing this. A little bit. Yeah. I've been really working it over. And one of the amazing things uh, that happened, just not for me that that day, is since the, in the group we were all connected and our, our energy was together, I released everyone's shame in that room. Oh my gosh. And each person came up to me over a period of the next couple of days you know, and kind of shared with me their own personal, I guess I said, oh, no way, that can't happen. Are you kidding me? That would be amazing if I did that for people. But, you know, of course, I have a little bit of doubt. I'm new right. to this. That resonates. I'm a information girl. I'm a very, I run on information. So I have that more, mind of more me. analytical? A, a, a very analytical okay. mind. Absolutely. So that fights with my heart right. self all the time. But I believe that I did. And I am forever grateful for that experience. Now, I understand, so there were 11 different participants or a group of participants, your Correct. sister being one of them. My sister is one of them. And did you get to work with your sister? I did. I did. Um, we were specifically not allowed to work together, which was fascinating, because we have a close connection. So in Reiki, if you have a connection, especially like a mother to a, a child, um, because you have this tendency to want to not just be the conductor, you want to get in and fix things. Want to analyze because you know a lot about the Right, person. because you know their hurts and pains. You know right. that their heart should be healed or they yeah. got a bad ankle or whatever it may be. So um, he was. He very specifically thought that Diane and I would have real problems connecting and that we'd be very judgmental with each other, mm-hmm. and which was interesting. There was also a married couple in the group, and um, they weren't allowed to work together either for the same reason until the very last day. And then we were really, he says, okay, we're going to, we're going to, you know, I, I specifically want you guys to work together at this time. We've done enough clearing and things and okay. alignment. You should be okay. But I think it was more of a test, actually, when I look for back at you? it, just for us, for, for myself and I, and awareness. It was more to bring us to an awareness if we have a, a test. So it would be a okay. test so yeah. in a way. So Diane and I, when we worked together, when I, when I was giving to her, which is my favorite thing, 
As soon as I connected with my angel and then I laid my hands on her shoulders, I felt this heart shot of joy. Like I, I, I can't even explain it. I've never been so elated in my life. It was the purest and it, it threw me back. It threw me back. It brought inst- I didn't know I was weeping instant. I didn't know I was weeping till 10 minutes later when we were done. I was just weeping from the experience. I've never felt anything like that. Never. I've never been that. I guess I've never been that joyous in my life. I've and, never had that yet. And this is you giving Reiki to her, not receiving, but you're, you have received. But as soon as I laid my hands on her, we've connected energies. We've connected emotionally. I could feel what's in her. I, and it was pure joy. And a year ago, she told me, you know what, sis, I, hell or high water, I'm just going to be joyous this year. I'm living my life in joy. She really meant it. It, oh it blew me away. I'll never, I will always chase that feeling again. Always. It was incredible. That is fascinating. I was going to ask about side effects, but it sounds like you've already mentioned some of them. Some of them. Yeah. So for especially, I, this was new that I learned for me being a celestial, working with someone who was very elemental, which I had to do, uh, laying hands on her. I got very nauseous. I had a super hard time working through it, but for her, the experience she had was extremely powerful because I did stick with it. Now this was someone else, not your sister. This is someone else, okay. not my sister. Just another soul in yeah. the in the group there, just working with them. Um, and I guess because she is so elemental and grounded, and I am so celestial, celestial, um, that th- that can definitely happen. Okay, that can. De- but you can still make that connection, and you can still you, just. And you finished, and she didn't. She was not aware. No, that she you had were no idea, no idea, and and no, because I really am just the conduit at that point. It's not about me, so it's like. I just asked my angel to please, you know, back off a little bit. The energy is really strong, go a little slower. And I calmed down and got right through it. And thank the heavens I did. I'm, I, I'll always stick with it. And so now you are a certified level. There are four levals. Um, I'm, there's, I'm a certified level one and two. Okay. Um, the next level is, is, is level three and four, which is a master, a master, excuse me, Reiki, um, teacher. And they really recommend that you do one and two for a year or so. Let it resonate with you. See what work and build on it. Um, I can actually work with clients, you know, and get paid to do this now, which is amazing. I'm um, really interested in taking it into the prison systems. I, 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 gonna, I, I just I have this heart. ask you what's next. It's on me. Um, so I'm going to go home and get my ordained ministry because that helps back up your Reiki certification as far as laying hands on people and, and state regulations and being allowed to be able to get into county prison systems and jail systems and prison systems. So to work specifically with women. Yes, to work specifically with women. And I've been clean and sober for a long time. I did AA for years. I'd, and all of that worked for me. But what worked for me best when I was getting clean and sober it was my connection to Jesus. He he lifted my cravings and I never had cravings again. I was one of the few that worked for it. I don't a lot of women I know if they could just if they could be released of their shape. <laughs> Imagine what we could all do for our children and our loved ones. It would be amazing. <laughs> and you've experienced it yourself. Yeah. And you've released your own. And so now you can help others do the same thing. I hope so. I think that's beautiful. It's a start, right? What's your favorite color? Purple. <laughs> I'm a Pisces. I'm a purple girl all the way. <laughs> purple. I just thought I'd throw that out, throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Marjorie, thank you so much for visiting, and this has been so informative, and I'm looking forward to seeing what your sister has to say about the same experience. So am I. And you'll be back? I will be back in July, and we'll do some Reiki on you, and you can talk about your own experience. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. That's going to be amazing. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much. 
And to my listeners out there today, I do hope you're enjoying my episode about Reiki. And I hope you'll consider becoming a patron of Alligator Preserves for as little as $1 per month. Go to patreon.com forward slash alligator preserves for more information. And now stay tuned as we talk to Marjorie's sister, Diane, about the exact same experience. And now we have Marjorie Kiss's sister, Diane Smith, who, oh, by the way, is a new author with a book coming out the end of April called... Seeing with your eyes closed. Seeing with your eyes closed. It's about energy work, right? Yes, it's a young adult fiction novel. But instead of just going with wands and, you know, waving wands, it's about using energy work to deal with the situation she's in. Okay. So I already know what Reiki stands for. It's a life force from a higher power. And your sister talked to me about having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you have a higher power that's the same or different? Or how do you see the higher power element coming into your practice? So it's not just having a personal relationship. So Jesus rocks. But it's also, it's everybody has this in them. We're all, we all are people of light. We're really not these dense life forms that we see all around us. We are creatures of light, and we are all, all are connected to this high, higher power. So just to say I have a relationship, um, it would be inaccurate. We all have relationships, whether we're acknowledging them or not. Mm-hmm. So we're all connected. The whole human race is more of a global consciousness. And yes, it's about Jesus. He's all about that higher power and God. And some people call it the source or the divine, the Holy Spirit. It's there. It's awesome. And when you connect to it, it it's amazing. So your sister told me she was an analytical person. And I asked her if she was skeptical about Reiki and why she wanted to do it. Now, you've been doing it for several years. So I believe I started in 2015, so that would be three years. Mm -hmm. And I am an analytical person. I've spent most of my life living in my head, not my heart. Okay. And um, so I do approach things analytically, but I'm also open-minded that, you know, you you can't look on paper and understand the world. You have to experience things. And there's some things you just can't read about and experience. You have to feel it to experience it. So what brought you to Reiki? What made you want to try it? So I guess I was on my own journey of self-discovery and getting connected to that higher frequency, getting connected to that higher power. I wanted that joy in my life. I wanted that uh, just to be healthy and to feel good and to be happy and to be able to share that kind of life with everybody around me. Didn't want to be the bad apple, you know, (sighs) kind of the opposite of that. And so one of the people I work with was a naturopath, and she was hosting a workshop on Reiki. And she just said, well, you know, all I knew is that it had something to do with energy work, positive energy and make you feel good. I really had no preconceived ideas. I just went in there open. You were feeling off somehow? No, I was just really wanting to feel more and more and more because I was getting more in tuned. And the more in tuned and the more connected I got, the better it made me feel. And I thought maybe this would be another tool in my toolbox. 
And it, it was the power tools. It just opened up a whole new world for me. So the first time you received Reiki, can you describe? So it was in class. Um, so I went to class and the class was taught by a shaman that I had, I had seen a few years earlier. And my experiment, I don't know much about shaman. I just decided to go see them. I was having trouble sleeping. I thought, oh, maybe they can help me with that. I didn't go in there with a lot of expectations. I realized I had some serious stereotypes in my thinking because when I walked in and they didn't look like my picture in my head of a shaman, I was uh-huh. like, oh my God. But they were amazing. They worked as a team and I had a really amazing spiritual experience. And then I had, so I had gotten to know the shaman. He came a couple times to the, this wellness clinic that I would go to and he was teaching the Reiki workshop. So at the Reiki workshop, you you were taught about Reiki, angelic Reiki. There's different kinds. Right. This is um, because you deal with the angels. You work with the angels. They work with us. They got a great sense of humor, uh, which is great because I can be a hard student sometimes. So as you receive Reiki, we practice on each other in classes. We learn different techniques. One of the things that you feel is that you're sitting in a chair. This is the setup. You're sitting in a chair Breathing and relaxing. That's what you do to receive. The person that's giving Reiki comes up behind you, places their fingers on your shoulders, and you get this connection. And for me, I feel heat, huge heat rush. Is it right away? Usually, and it's almost every time. Sometimes people feel a cool sensation like peppermints on their back or something. So there's different experiences for different people. And like this last time... I have never felt the heat rush that I I felt like you're in this, you're working in a bubble, you know, that kind of goes around you and the person you're working with and the angel, you're all in that share this bubble of energy. And it felt like the bubble was boiling. I have never felt in heat that intense where I was, you're just sitting there and you're sweating. It was um, amazing. I wasn't expecting that because there's no physical activity involved. Was it a, a good feeling? Yes, it was a good feeling, but it was an intense feeling. And I could just really feel the power of the angel that I was working with. And so you practice, we did a workshop over the weekend to get the certification. And and I went as a refresher. And you practice with a different person every time, Mm -hmm. practice giving and receiving. Every experience is extremely different. Tell me about the experience with your sister. So when I I heard her side. Right. So what, so one of the things the shaman said, he said, um, he purposely didn't want, you know, people with close relations to work together at first. Mm -hmm. And so he goes for this next one, I do want you to work together. And he set this idea out there. He goes, so when you're working with the person, your husband, wife, or your sister family, he goes, don't have judgment. When you connect with that person, you see the energy and don't, don't have preconceived judgment about that person. And it was really interesting because when I worked with her and and I, it seems the same for her because we talked about it. It, I wasn't working with my sister. I was working with another soul. I was working with a client, with a person. As soon as I stepped around her to make that connection with her, it wasn't my sister. And what I saw, I didn't have prejudgment ideas about. So with us, there's a very clear energy between us. And we, We've been through a lot in our lives and we've done a lot of self-work. So, I mean, it's awesome. But I can see like if I was going to step in and work on a child that I was close to, 
you do have intent. You do like, you might want to heal that child, but maybe that child isn't supposed to be totally healed. I mean, that's heartbreaking, that kind of thing to be able to step back and channel so they can get the energy they need, the support they need without putting your intent into it. That I think would be a little more difficult when you're closely related. Marjorie mentioned an overwhelming feeling of joy when she was working with you. Oh my goodness. I think my inner child has been going crazy. <sighs> so yeah, I'm sitting there trying to be calm and I am ex- was just really excited that I could share this experience with my sister. And so I'm sitting there and when I sat there and I closed my eyes and tried to just be relaxed, all I could see, it, it was like my inner child was doing cartwheels around in my head, <sighs> yelling, yippee. I mean, it was out of control. <laughs> and I'm like, settle down. And uh, she didn't. And, um, and then Margie, you know, cause I'm just trying to sit there, be calm and receive. And, um, she picked that up right away because my, my inner emotional level was so joyful and I was very calm. I was sitting still, <laughs> but your energy was joy. So when the session was over and how long did the session take? So when we were practicing, you, you build up. And that's one of the things I teach in the class. Like if you work with a client, you don't hit them full force with everything you got. You really do need to build up. There are different techniques and you don't want to hit somebody right away with all these different techniques. So we were doing, I think, sessions because we were practicing about 10 minutes long, extremely intense. I mean, so intense that the person giving throughout the classroom, there's many people who are like, I don't know if I could have stood there longer because my body was vibrating. That's how intense the energy was. And the person sitting, some of them just, you just, you like go out, you just kind of just relax and fall asleep in the chair. That's wow. only 10 minutes. So a full Reiki session w- with the actual contact could be 20, 25 minutes. And like they say, if you're dealing with babies or children, it's ten, five to 10 minutes. It's very mm-hmm. low. Mm-hmm. Same thing with animals. It's very short term connection because that energy can be very intense. Okay. She told me about the crystals, the crystal that was oh passed around. Oh my God, I have never had a crystal vibrate in my hand before I was blowing away it was what kind of crystal was it so it's just a quartz crystal (laughs) um but it's my reiki crystal i got it when i did reiki before and i took it to this class and so yeah anybody can go buy a crystal you can clear your crystal and put intent into crystals i've been learning about crystals i'm no expert in that field and i was amazed i've never had a crystal vibrate in my hand, but I've never had the Reiki so intense as I had this session where I felt like the bubble around me was vibrating or, you know, where I was literally vibrating. And a couple of the times when I gave Reiki, it was like I was in a wave. I mean, you're standing there and you're just kind of going back and forth. It was very intense for me this time. So do you think that it's cumulative? Do you think that your ability to... I think the more you do it, the better you are connecting. Just, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like yoga. You know, the more you do yoga, do your daily practice, the better you are with poses. And some days it's easier to do some poses than it is for other poses. And it's the same thing with energy work. Sometimes you're in the flow. You're a writer. I'm a writer. Sometimes you're in that flow. Oh my God, it just pours out of you. And then other times um, you're not feeling it. So you're going to go for a walk or something. So it's the same thing with Reiki. And if you're not feeling it, you should not work with a client because you're not connected like you should be. And so what's next for you with your Reiki training? 
I love Reiki. And anything that um, makes people feel better, gives them joy. If I can show them a yoga pose or some energy medicine or anything that helps them feel good, I really do love to share that because I think I think we all need to feel good. So because I've, I tend to lean that way, I um, want to get my master's certificate so I can teach Reiki classes. Now, your book, Seeing With Your Eyes Closed... I started writing that this summer. So I started working on my character uh, and plot this summer. It was June and I took Reiki, I think in August. And then from there, my mind just blew up with ideas. It's like, I, I'm like, I need to share this with people in a way that they can understand it. So writing a fictional story and using um, juvenile fiction works well because I love the humor, mm-hmm. you know, of being an adolescent. You just have so many humor, and I love humor. Um, and just to show that, and when I when I close my eyes and work with somebody, I have to close my eyes because I have to concentrate. I get distracted by shiny things. <laughs> so when I, close, yeah, when I close my eyes to work with somebody, I literally see – uh, visual things. I see image imaging. I see colors. Um, and I, you know, obviously I know what some symbolism means, but then when I'm done, if, if a client, not everybody wants to hear, but if a client wants to hear, I will tell them what kind of input, what I saw, what happened while I was doing Reiki, because it's like a movie for me and it's never the same movie. It's just, it's amazing. It's just amazing. I don't know how it all works, but it's amazing. And um, to share that with them, because it usually means much more to them, the imaging, because it's for them. I'm just a, I'm just a conduit. And so your book is for younger? Younger audience. Um, so I'm about 12 years old, you know, sixth, seventh grade. And you use um, your knowledge of energy work. Right. So it's about a young girl. It's her first year of high school. So, you know, you need to be a little older because you got to relate to high school. Um, her first year at high school, and she's dealing with some energy vampires. You have to have a villain. <laughs> and actually, many of us, I mean, it's a real thing. You can go online and look it up. There's, it's a real thing. Um, and so it's like she she doesn't believe in vampires. She, you know, so for her, it's a brand new thing. And, and to recognize what's happening to her, her friends, it's affecting her community. Okay. And then to find away too much. Right. Too right, much. right. I know. I just love the story. It's fun. Um I'm pretty and excited. then to figure out how to handle all that. I mean, so And then you're also going to do some guided meditations for young people. Oh yes. Some, so some that spawned off another book because I do do guided meditations with people. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm like, well, I should share this with more than just a one-on-one client. This I mean, so it's a visual type guided meditation. I'm very visual, I found out. I really like colors. That's <laughs> why my publishing company's name is Psychedelic Otter, because I love colors. Psychedelic Otter. And I well, love to swim. <laughs> the, I think that's wonderful. The last question I asked your sister was, what's your favorite color? My favorite color? Yeah. Wow. I used to have, I, I love the rainbow, but I think I'm really, I lean towards turquoise blue. I love that bright blue. Okay. Well, it looks great on you too. Yeah. Maybe that's why. I think so. Because I need whatever I can to work with. When (laughs) when your sister comes back in July, she offered to do Reiki with me. Excellent. I would like to do that with you as well. So I would love to do Reiki with you. Another episode and I could give my own experience with it. And I also need to let all our listeners know that Diane will be with me in Denver 
Father's Day weekend, June 15th, 16th, 17th, at Denver Comic Con, and we'll both have all our books that we'll sign for free, and we might even have some very cool giveaways. It'll be amazing. Diane, thank you so much for this, and I look forward to the next time we meet. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Alligator Preserves is hosted and produced by Laurel McCard, with technical support provided by her husband, Mike McCard. Follow her on her website at leadvillelaurel.com, where she writes about life, real, and imagined. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy her books. Find her work at amazon.com.